my Hawaiian correspondent Trey Carney. Um, <laughs> I am here. <laughs> I am here at the. How's the weather, Ollie? She's blowing. Thank you, Ollie. Um, but yeah, dude, my buddy Trey Carney out in Hawaii, known from high school, and that's all we need for that. So I listened to "The Order of Time" by Carlo Ravelli. I listened no to way. it. I listened to it in one sitting today. Yep, I listened to it on Audible. But yeah, listened to it. Had to had to speed because it's by uh, narrated by uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, and he was putting me to sleep, so I sped it up to one point five. Okay. When I really want to, yeah. When I want to pay attention to something, I speed it up because then it's like I can't be like you know. You can't act, you can't passively listen. Right? Yeah, I'm not like okay, what happened? It's like I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta listen. When I'm not really, I'm just playing video games. I just throw it on. But yeah, so first of all, that book is. For the a most part, fuck. it's a mind fuck. It's uh, it's definitely over my intelligence level. I I understood. I'd like to say I understood a good half of it. Some of it though, it was just like, okay, I don't know what this means, and this isn't schoolwork, so I don't have to know what it means. So I'm just gonna let it keep running. But no, you do. Yeah. You okay. Okay. Fuck. Okay. Welcome to the school of Trey. But yeah, dude, right at the beginning, it, it gets you, and it's yep. just time. Time runs slower. Or what is it? I've already forgotten. Runs faster in mountains and slower at sea level, or vice versa. That's right. Yeah, you got it. So right away, it was... Like, I guess I always kind of understood it, because I know, like, astronauts are, are like, they age slower, technically, right? They're, like, a millisecond ahead of time when they get back or something. Sure. Uh, yeah. I, I guess I guess that makes sense. Well, because, you know, that's... what. Well, well, you know that is that is true, right? Is is yeah, that, yeah absolutely. They, it's it's the, negligible, but the, the big one they like to give in practical examples is just like the watches on um, GPS. So oh, yeah. on the actual satellites flying around, right? If you imagine them clapping seconds, you know they're programmed to clap at a different rate, so that the seconds will sync up up there from uh, down here so when they're making calculations about you know turn left on peach street yeah you know and they're like telling you how long it's going to be i mean again it, it could be negligible but if all of them were always off all the time the difference would actually accrue yeah right it wouldn't just be a little off all the time it would be a little off all the time and that difference would add yeah so uh, yeah, something is not not simple, but something as practical and the everyday interactions. You know, most people use a GPS to get around these days, so that's one everyone's familiar with. It makes me think of of the uh, the stories we were exchanging after the last podcast, and it was like you're only kind exactly. of like you're only kind of wrong. Like you know, it's you're it's less false. Like the Earth is oh right yeah, yeah saying like the Earth is a sphere. It's like less false than saying it's flat, but it's actually you know like a Neil deGrasse Tyson goes into that with, I think, one of his cos cos. I don't remember which book it is, but he's talking about. He's like, yeah, as you go on and on, he's like, you can't actually define it. It's like, if you wanted to define it, and he goes on like only in a way Neil deGrasse Tyson can. Like, it's like a paragraph long name. He's like, it's an oblong spheroid, like dipolar, right. antipodal, and it's like going on and on and on. And he's like, it's it's a it's a shape that only a supercomputer can know and love. But yep. it's like you're only it's like you're less wrong. It's like the earth isn't a sphere. Like that is wrong, but it's a lot less wrong than saying the world is flat. And it kinda makes me think of like how it it like builds oh yeah, what was it? Like the zero point zero 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 one. It's like 
when you look at it that way, it's like to them, they were right in that it's out to however many zeros the world is. It's pretty flat. flat. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty flat. It's only once you get to that very, get to the end, and then you find that thing and blow it up, and it's okay, well, that that's what causes it to be it's 24,000 miles across. And that, okay, now it can be a sphere. That makes me think yep. of like time is like it's, it seems like this immutable constant because we, like we live in that Perceived zero, that yeah, yeah, we live in that zero point zero zero. But really, it's like it says much as a thing as like space, like it shit changes. Yep. Just yep. like gravity is not the same everywhere. Like you know, you look at like a gravitational map; it's different all over the yep. fucking world. Yeah, you yep. start to realize like for all intents and purposes, like time is like our rules work for it, like within our lives. Yep. But across, like, the scale of the cosmos, like, it very quickly, once you blow up, just like that flat Earth 0.000, once you kind of start zooming out to the size of, like, super clusters, that negligible thing turns into, like, no, dude, it changes everything. Yeah, and wasn't it, it a trip, right? He kind of does a back-of-the-envelope calculation where he talks about how your time is like a bubble around yeah, you. Yeah, around Where you can kind of in any meaningful way say something is happening at the same time or what's the limit to what is even practical to have your own feelers out there not even just as a human but actually in practice and he and then and he gets to it he's like it's about the size of the earth so basically (laughs) like it's the perfect trend right like whatever you thought was true on the earth was literally because that's about the proportion distance and everything the amount of space and time that that makes sense where it's all you know accurate and consistent yeah and anywhere outside of that even if you can fathom it yeah it's gonna it's gonna change and it is and yeah the article by it was so interesting that you shared that one because i've i've loved that one for so long and yours was so great too um asimov right yeah and i was like dude he's just this guy's just on fire because i've been i've been preaching that flat earth shit as fire for a while and, and yours was absolutely great too and was closer to what we had been talking about so i was like dude this guy's just on point i gotta just read more read more uh asimov yeah but i love that because it's exactly like you say it shows that science and then also just ignorance in general is a lot more like whittling away misunderstanding Mm. than claiming you have the final solution true pure answer right and i think if people adopted that in science and in their uh understanding of science and their feelings towards science and just in general for every new piece of information they stumble across don't just attach to it like oh this is it now it's this is right and then you're just so blind to anything else it's just like no this is a smarter way of looking at it right i've sort of removed ignorance rather than claim that i know the shiny gold star of the truth yeah um i'm uh i'm less yeah it's i'm less wrong this this answer is less wrong like this this girl is is less unperfect for me and that she is like she like no, no one ever maybe somewhere in the in the annals of history there's been a perfect couple but for the most part everyone still argues but you can find someone who is who is more perfect for you than than anyone else but it's it's one thing it, it made me think of was yeah it's like the anthropomorphic principle it's like i remember reading a lot in high school and i think uh bless them but i think Fire lopez would always bring that up like you know like if the size of a proton was off by like a trillionth of a meter we wouldn't exist and it's like well life can only evolve and become sentient in this world and so of course it's gonna think this is all perfect for me and it's you know it's 
apples don't grow yeah. where people drink cider. People drink cider where apples grow. That it's Ravel nailed it perfectly with that. It's very much so like you got to be careful yep. and oh like this is the human universe. If uh if the decay of a deuterium atom was off by this much and it's like no we exist because of that not not it's not it didn't make it for us but yeah it's, it, it would be about the size of the earth like if your sister went to proxima centauri or that or, part dude yeah it's it wouldn't be crazy that's one like, thing i've always thought of yeah and it's like seven years and she's back on earth yeah. and you're like wait what yeah but it's it is it starts to it's only, for all intents and purposes, for all practical purposes, our Earth bubble works for Earth life. And it's like, yep. and it's just kind of like, I guess if you want to be an explorer, or not, that's actually a terrible example, but fuck it, well, I'll just bend it a little. If you want to be an explorer, that 0, 0.00 flat Earth thing kind of works, not when you're sailing and need latitude and longitude, but in terms of just like you're going one direction to like the next tribe over, it, that works fine. When yep. you need to. It, it almost goes hand in hand. Once you get the ability to go out to those zeros a couple more and find out the Earth is spherical, it's like it's almost like level up. Well, now you're in a society where we have things where there's a purpose to the world being spherical. It doesn't matter if you know the world's spherical and it's 1100. Like, okay, yeah, if you go there, you will go around. But it doesn't mean anything, really. Versus now when it's like line of sight, ICBM, 747s, GPS, it's like now it has a practical purpose. It's almost like yep. we're going to learn to incorporate these deviations in our bubble of time when we level up and, you know, go to go to Mars, go to go to Proxima Centauri. So, yeah, there are these little it's for all intent. It's like in genetics in college. I remember like intro intro to genetics. So you like start with he's like everything I'm going to teach you is wrong. But for all intents and purposes, it's going to be correct. So you start with just like your basic like here's mom, you know, big A, little A, hereditary. And as you go more and you whittle in over the courses over the years, you start to realize just how like wrong like uh, was it, uh, Gregor Mendel like he was. It's like you go and you learn all these weird things. You're like, oh, it's completely wrong. But for all yeah. intents and purposes, it's it's accurate what do you uh, i can hear your dry erase board what do you i was i was squeaking dude i have so many thoughts because like, like i my brain my neurons are just firing because i don't get to talk about stuff like this so I, I had like i was i kept thinking of different things i was like no like remember the one so i oh. started writing some stuff dude, down that, that's why pictures. i that's why i have you got literally. the same thing over there because well, for episodes and episodes i would just interrupt people so now i keep yeah. a, a pen and pen or a pencil and paper next to me so i can fucking write shit down let me say all of them briefly or try yeah, to, okay, and then if yeah. you want to just tangent off on any of the ones that I mentioned. Um, so one, going back to the Earth, the, and because Neil deGrasse Tyson was the one who explained this to me, um, not personally, obviously, um, was that you would think, say you wanted to have the, um, I guess, the least amount of gravity. So you'd be trying to get furthest away from the Earth, but still on Earth. So you would think about, you know, making the distance from you to the center of the earth, the largest distance. So most people would assume you'd go Not up somewhere Everest. really high, yeah. like Clark Mountain, like Ravelli's talking about, right? And it's true that that would work in, in, in some ways, right? But it's all about that sea level, sea level relative to what? He kind of goes into this. So actually, there's a science, you know, like a base or a research center that's dedicated to doing this, that for whatever they're testing, the instruments are work better if they're farther away. It's actually built on the equator. 
so like just good old fucking regular equator because the earth is so puffy oh, in that yeah. direction oh, okay. right because the earth is kind of fat in that direction if you're on a mountain up near its shoulders yeah. you're actually closer to the center than if you're okay. just right on the center but on the equator so okay. that, that, that's just a trip of, of exactly what you were speaking about different gravity different places different shapes um let's see what else did i write down specifically again with that um i drew a little chart here you'll see this in some science books so we've got in purple i don't even know exactly what i'm graphing either but like you'll just have to trust me that it's something relevant right who cares it's laws okay right and then einstein's laws and the orange so it's exactly what we're saying that einstein the reason why it was so good even maybe better than some of these biological things where they teach you one model and it's sort of like an approximation and then um they change it around later it, it is kind of like that with einstein and newton but it's literally a, a genuine generalization it's not just the same results but better explained it, it's it's almost exactly the same at low energy levels so you see this cutoff line was supposed to be like our human perception okay. um i remember seeing that goofy movie around the world in 80s day 80 days that jackie chan movie mm -hmm. and the whole thing in that movie was like back then maybe in the 1800s they didn't think you could exceed 50 miles an hour right this was like this fake earthly speed limit with like a locomotive or like yeah. anything that cars yet so if you don't go 50 miles an hour you know, it looks like they're basically the same and, and they are basically the same. Only when you go much faster or you have much heavier speeds does this shape of the orange curve, Einstein's mm -hmm. theory, actually start predicting not, not just little differences, but big differences, but yeah. you'll just never see that. So that's exactly what we're saying with whittling the ignorance. Yeah. Then I thought about what you were saying with the perception bubble. I was listening to a podcast recently about evolution and it was saying that the times where we stepped out of the ocean as fish right when the fish were able to come on land maybe maybe dolphins would be better um that really is when the birth of imagination had to happen because for fish they see say maybe 10 meters at most out in front of them if the water is clear but they can move like several meters per second fish are fucking fast so okay. the amount of time they have to like ever deal with anything is on the order of like seconds. Like if you see something as a fish, yeah. it's, it's here now. It's now, it's, it's here now, here. okay. But then on Earth, it was almost infinite. You can see kilometers. So you okay. have time to like contemplate your next move, right? Just because you All saw right. something doesn't mean it was fucking with you at that exact moment. So just that idea was such a trip from yesterday. And I was like, dude, that's so true. Like. Some, just something being – just just the attenuation of light. I think that's the right word. Just yeah. the way that light travels in water versus air. That was all it was, right? If we had thicker air, maybe we wouldn't yeah. be as imaginative. It was just that distinct difference between water and air where we see something like 10 miles away and we're like, dude, we had a plan for this, I right? The fish are planning. I wonder if you could – if you could if somehow like find if people have greater imaginations and like, air, like clearer air. Like exactly right. Less like a pollution. Where it's less clear, pollution. Even Not even that. I was just thinking like Tibet or something. Like you could just see. Maybe that's why they're all fucking monks, man. Because they can yeah, see maybe. forever. They're just versus like you get a bunch of people in New York where your line of sight is just to the next skyscraper, and it's maybe that's why everyone's got their head down or such assholes. It's, we can't imagine. Like it's obviously it's, yeah. it's as simple as it or generalization, but. No, that's a funny. That's like a stand-up bit <laughs> yeah, of turning it into yeah. a bit, right? But if you isolated, no, that's those, true. But if you isolated that and left them there for like millions of years, I wonder if you could get a deviation and just people in Tibet, just where you could just look 
hundreds of miles and yeah. like maybe people in like some like basin you know like a mexico city or something like yeah mexico city or basin or la i don't know somewhere where smog sits like I mean, even with the stars, this is a factor, right? Being able to look up and contemplate the those stars at night, right? A clear sky, that's a fucking perspective shift. Yeah. You know, thinking about that, that's definitely going to make you smarter versus never seeing the stars, never having to think about yeah. that ever, right? Rogan talks about that. Yeah, Rogan he's, loves that example. Like, but even like, this is this is kind of that example to a T, right? It's sort of like honing in on it a little yeah. more specifically, right? He's yeah. just saying, well, the fucking stars, which but, is true. But the idea of seeing further. And it also makes me think, though, for dolphins, because I always say this to people with dolphins to see if I can kind of catch them in in an evolutionary confusion. I'm like, the dolphins, right? They came out of the water. They went fucking back in the water. And I'm I'm always like seeing if people are like understanding what I'm saying. It's like they breathe air, right? Dolphins breathe air. Dolphins That means the fish came out evolved enough to breathe air and they're like fuck this we're going back we're going back in the water they see something. so that's so weird to me like they had enough time to get smart maybe like yeah. they were out enough to uh, we all have a common ancestor some sort of like rodent creature maybe yeah. and then they were just like nah dude like it was chill in the water oh, yeah. we're going back maybe that's why they're so smart is they get like both worlds they jump out of that dimension and into yeah, this one. that's true too. And they, they, but they're like the geniuses of the water because they're dealing with all the fucking water folk who've dude, never been out of land. fish in a like, little pond. Maybe they're just like, fuck it. I got it yeah. good. Why go to Wall Street and be some pencil pusher when I can be the smartest guy in my town? Like, exactly. you know, just run a train on these idiots. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yeah, but it, it be makes, like an athlete. Like exactly, a genius exactly, athlete of the exactly. Ocean. Just never leave your town. Yeah. No, but it makes oh, me think because like, because like, uh, my family has, has a lake house way up north, and it's, I mean, dude, it is hundreds of miles from from any, like, major population area. But you go out and you look up at night, man, and it is, it's one of those things where it's like having grown up in, like, suburban Atlanta versus here. Dude, you go out, and it's one of the things where, like, you kind of get vertigo because you look up and just, you stop and be like, oh, it's not just, like, the stars. Like, hey, there's the little dipper. It's like you get the sense of, like, Ravelli talks about it. He's like, He's like, when your eyes tell you that the sun is going over the horizon, but your mind's eye tells you that the whole world is actually spinning backwards, and you get yeah. that, whoa. Up there, when you look at the stars, it's not just like, oh, there are the stars, look at them twinkle. It's like, you start to get the sensation of, oh, whoa, there's, that star is closer than that star. And you're like, yeah. oh, this isn't a, this isn't a, uh, a flat image. You're like, this is depth. When you like look out at like yeah. skyscrapers all all away, you're not just like there are the skyscrapers. It's like that one's across the block. That one's at the other end of Manhattan Island. Yeah, up there the stars are so clear that you start to get this like tilt shift, almost um like parallax perspective. You're like oh whoa whoa whoa. You're like it it almost feels like the way I, d- I used to describe it to my ex girlfriend is like you know when the plane first takes off and it's like ooh you feel it in your stomach and it's ooh but you know then you take a nap and you wake up and it's two hours in and everyone's sleeping and you get up and you go down the aisle you gotta go to the bathroom and you're not really thinking about the fact that you're flying it's just you feel really like really fucking fast yeah you're just you're just like I go to the bathroom you yeah. don't ever think about the fact that the earth like the earth isn't sitting on anything and once you start to think about it you can kind of get that feeling of like if you really think about it right now you're not the earth isn't actually sitting on anything i kind of get that like wobbly feeling like oh okay we're it's like we're stuck it's like our feet are velcroed to the ground by gravity but really there is no up or down so i wonder if that did used to have something to do with like the mind like 
What about before the? What 100%. about before light pollution? And every night, maybe that led to like, who knows? Maybe that's what led to light pollution. As you saw the sky less and less, you got more caught up in your everyday life, and then you searched for material pleasures and and in advance. Like a runaway. Yeah. Versus like if you're out in the middle of the field and you look up, and every night you're faced with the fact that you're sitting in an infinite soup of insanity. Maybe you're less inclined to be like, we got to build the next iPad, and you're just like. I don't know, like, let's, I don't know, like, make love and make religion and eat mushrooms. Maybe it's just simple. It's like, they're both runaways. It's looking up and seeing infinite every night. It's almost, yeah, it's like, if you if you trip on LSD every night, you'd probably be a lot less like, I gotta move to this city and get this raise, you know? You're just like... Could never be like yeah. that. Yeah. Maybe that's I love what that Rebelli mentions that too, right? That he yeah. mentions... Yeah. tripping out yeah yeah he's like, like take one, one line yeah he's like yeah yeah it's, it's one towards the end he's like take a gram of mushrooms by yourself and reality will dissolve and put itself back together and it's like i see you Ravelli. i see you i love this guy too I, I i don't know why other than his accent is very thick why he wouldn't have read it although i do fuck with benedict cumberback but um you, you should listen to him speak as well because he's so he, even the way he comes across in in, in writing yeah. he speaks that way too it's fucking unbelievable and he's so italian yeah he, he sounds amazing to me yeah. like, i think he sounds awesome as fuck yeah so i would have liked to have like heard him speak a book but but there really might be some moments oh i actually know a word one time i can almost remember he said some animal so fucking funny you know when someone like when a when a British person yeah. said says like advertisement yeah said ad- advertisement like yeah. advertisement yeah he said some animal and it was so weird and I, I thought it was hilarious but that must be the only reason I can think of that he maybe, wouldn't have maybe, read it yeah advertisement or like aluminium or a, a mercy oh, yeah yeah, a, yeah a all these things. yeah a Mercedes Benz a Mercedes yeah so I I interrupted you and you were going on your uh, your your list of no shit. I don't think so oh, okay well I was gonna say. Yeah, so I wrote down one of them. Um, to your first talking about like yeah, equator versus Everest, I think it's yeah. Neil deGrasse. It might it's one of the fucking smart guys. But they said if you actually were to like shrink the Earth down to the size of like a cue ball, that it would, mm. that the Earth would actually feel smoother than a cue ball, and that's how yes. Minuscule so he's the trying to are. again harp on that being flat is not ridiculous, right? Yeah. They, they, it's so big that it looks lumpy. But when you zoom in on any fine surface, like this table that I'm touching right now, right, it feels smooth to my hand. But if you had an electron microscope, you would see, in fact, it's quite rough, right? Yeah. Unless it's machined specifically yeah. to not be. Yeah. So that's the idea is that even a cue ball that feels smooth in your hand has more rigid, uh, you know, ridges and yeah. valleys and little small things maybe than the earth. I, I don't know if that's exactly accurate, but I think that's a good way of imagining it. Um, it. It's probably accurate. He probably did some back of the envelope calculation. Another thing I thought of when you were talking about that, the Velcro to the earth. This was one of the trippiest things I learned in physics. What what there's what there's called in physics is like, you know, the, the, the fundamental forces. So yeah. like, um, gravity, you know, gravity, electromagnetism, strong the strong force and the weak force. But then there's also forces that you'll put in to your equations that are called pseudo forces, meaning we don't believe them. uh, They don't exist in any abstract sense, but you can feel them from where you are. So it goes back to what we talked about last time we talked with the inertial frame. So if you're in a car and it's turning, right, you'll do that thing when you're in the back seat where you lean against your friend, right? So there's no like wind or gravity pulling you that way. It's that you're trying to attach yourself to the frame of the car, but the car is changing 
but you're looking outside right, and the car's changing direction. So you have this pseudo force, yeah. Yeah. which is that response to changing um, inertial frames. And when you have something on the earth, like a baseball, let's say, there's a, a force, a pseudo force called the Coriolis effect, Coriolis, or the Coriolis yeah. force, which depending on your Fuck, I'm gonna fuck it up now. Latitude, la, uh, longitude or latitude, basically how north you are or how south you are, how far you are from the equator. The Earth spins underneath Eat, you yeah. at a different rate, right? So if you throw a baseball, from, it's sort of out in space for a second. The Earth is not attached yeah. to it. As it comes back down, it's still rotating with the Earth in the same way that throwing a baseball at a moving car, the baseball's moving faster. But, but when you throw it on the Earth, it's not quite as good as that, right? It's still spinning with the rotation of the Earth, but not quite because it's not the thing that's spinning. So the Earth can actually Move on, sort yeah. of slip under it a little you, bit, right? Do you remember that? From- I did this calculation. I remember in college. I think it was like if you throw it from the outfield, right? If a if a, if a guy at the wall of a baseball catches a, a a fly ball, right, and throws it like 300 feet to home plate, the the Coriolis effect, and it somehow it stayed in the air. He's got a fucking cannon. This Bryce Harper motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. He throws it from the outfield, and the the deviation I think is something on the order of an inch, or even less than an inch, maybe like a tenth of an inch difference that the ball would be in if it did so so again very negligible but you can derive it i actually know how to derive it a personal thing that i love to know how to do is like make it come out of the equations and just so trippy that one when i first learned about it yeah i remember the first time i'd ever heard the term coriolis effect was playing modern warfare one at, uh, okay, they talk at, about snipers or at something? JP's house. It's one of the episodes, and you're trying to get whatever it's Zarnev or whatever. You're really far away, and you're in like the Ukraine, and you're on some like apartment top, and yeah, you're like, you know, you're like a half a kilometer away, and he's like, "Don't forget to take into the effect the Coriolis effect," and it's because you got to think what you just said. It's only an inch. Baseball doesn't really matter when you're doing yeah. some. Uh, You'll catch it, right? Yeah, when you're doing some black ops denied possible deniability shit, and you got to put a fifty cal round through someone's head, one right. inch matters, and that's what happens in the game. Is you end up hitting his arm, not his head. But yeah, it's that's the so the Coriolis effect in a sense. Yeah, it does exist, and yeah, it's. Yeah, Do they it's, set it's, you up for that? Is it one of those annoying game things where... Yeah, I don't think you can Even get if you him. aim at his head, you, like the game makes yeah, you miss. Yeah, it's some bullshit. Yeah, it's no like matter a what. Scene, right? Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, it's like <laughs> Grand Theft Auto Five. No matter what, you always end up hitting the same spot. And it's fuck that. You it's, aim like way off to the yeah, right. Yeah, like, I know this trick, bitch. It's yeah, still, and as long as you fire like, in what? the as long as you fire in the hitbox and Black Ops Two, you can actually yeah, you can actually aim and hit him in the leg instead of the head, and it actually does. There's, like, alternate endings because of that. But Oh, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, it is cool. Um, but, <laughs> fuck, I don't know how we got into negligible effects, Velcro. Is that what we were talking about? Negligible effects, Velcro yeah. to the earth. That's something you would say. Just, you know, yeah, I remember thinking about directions. that. It was one night in Athens. I remember it was, I was, it was like fall 2012, and I remember everyone had left for the South Carolina game. So whenever October 2012, UGA must have been away. I remember I stayed home because I had to like test that whole week, and I was just burned out, and the last thing I wanted to go do was like go drink on and like sleep on someone's futon in like some other town. I was like, I just want like I just want to stay home, and uh, point to all that was. So I remember I got like a ton, like ton of weed, and just got like high as fuck, and I laid in my bed, and I ended up like opening the windows, just looking up at the stars, and I was thinking like like there is no up or down, and it was mm-hmm. like I'm stuck to this thing like this earth, and it was literally like it's like static electricity almost. It's like I'm stuck to this thing. It's like 
It is. It is it's, static. That's all it is. Is like I'm just being pulled towards it. And it's, you know, it's almost like the climbing the building with the suction cups, like some Mission Impossible shit. It's like we don't think anything of it, but it's like we're just stuck to this earth. Like we orient ourselves so that our feet are down, down, and we're walking around. But really, it's like, dude, we're all just like. It really is like almost like it's like a magnet. Like it's just nope, pull it away. It's. Whoosh, everything pulls back down but it's just like how weird that is like we don't see it because the atmosphere but in reality like we are on this like ship in the middle of space and instead of having tethers tied to everyone like on the iss instead we just like our fail safe is this like electro and again gravitational but again it's like everyone's just stuck to it that's why you don't float away from the ship but it's i remember that just kind of like blew my mind um you're talking no, about with imagination yeah, is um there's a line from Dave, David Foster Wallace uh, to hit my, me with it infinite jest. Yeah, it's from my favorite uh, DJ Akira the Don. He like put it puts it to some music, but he's like um he's like two fish graduate like fish college and they're and they're like walking down like the the sidewalk with their diplomas and their their caps or whatever and they're just walking along you know what what's next in life got the whole life's ahead of them and an older fish is is swimming the opposite way. And he smiles and nods at the boat, and he goes, "Morning, boys. How's the water?" And the other two fish just keeps, you know, "Thank you, sir. How you doing?" And finally, after about twenty yards, one of them looks at the other and goes, "What the hell is water?" And I remember when I heard that, I was just like, "It's one of those like lines you hear in life that just kind of completely alters." And I just, so what is what is our water? Mm-hmm. What is the thing that we're not? And I don't mean in a physical sense, like we don't yes. feel like the spinning of the earth. We don't, fi- why is it blurry when I, the fuck? I um, thought you were like a green screen, right? It's just your yeah. flag. Oh, what the fuck? You kind of look like you're in a blurry, but, yeah, it, look but, like, but, but like, it looks like, weird on your, it, or it doesn't look weird rather okay. on your face, but okay. around you. Yeah, it's almost like you're hammered. Trey, wake up, bro. Um, but, um, it's kind of like hammered vision. Yeah, huh? But, beer goggles. Yeah, but it's, that's one thing I always think of. It's like, what is, what is our water, and not you. You can't feel the spinning of the Earth at a thousand. Or you don't feel like that. However many pounds of pressure there is with the atmosphere. I, mean, I think it's it, everything, right? That's why that book is so mind blowing because he does it. He doesn't do it like three times in the book. He does it like ten times in the oh, book, actually, right? He just keeps on hitting you, fucking water after water. It's like, oh, you thought we were, you thought I explained everything that was mind blowing? Check this out. Like, he just keeps on. One-upping himself, Ravelli you know? or or yeah, Ravelli. I was gonna Ravelli. say because I haven't read that book. I haven't actually read David Foster Wallace. I need to. I'm a fraud, but um, yeah, it's no, no worries. <laughs> one thing he talks about it that I'm glad he talked about is because I've I've I'd always been obsessed with all like the plank definitions because I was just yeah. like, man, this is the motherfucker that just went in and like named everything after himself and got all the extremes. He just went in and was like. Yeah. I'm gonna get it's like isn't it something like if earth was the size of a hydrogen atom that Planck space would be the size of the slits in a screen door it's something yeah, it's like so much smaller than yeah. small that you can't even fucking wrap your head around it yeah it's like sure. it's like an at it's like yeah an atom is like closer to like us in relative in relativity than like an atom is to Planck space but, but there's Planck space and I think phone, but one of them is yeah. I remember Plank Time, and I remember looking that up in college one time. I always would do this shit when I'd get stoned. But I remember it was yeah. It's like the it's the amount of time it takes for the speed of light to cross over Plank space, right? That's right. 
So, so I don't actually know Plank deserves the credit for that one, but he already had Plank length, yeah. right? So a Plank length, length yeah. is the, Ten of the shortest possible distance. Then the shortest possible time has to be yeah. the amount of time it takes the fastest the possible thing, thing yeah. to move the shortest possible distance. And that's what most people don't think of. If you think of time as this infinitely um, normalized, across the board, uniform thing, then you wouldn't think of that definition immediately. But when you read Ravelli or you dig into it, any amount of time still has to be measuring a process, right? Time isn't just there on the table. It's, it's the amount of time, it's like elapsed time. If there's no elapsed time, then nothing happened, right? You can't just ask the, the magical outside the universe clock, right? And so that's why they say, um, photons don't experience time, right? If you don't have mass and you're yeah. moving the speed of light, you literally don't have time because nothing time. is moving in a way relative to you, right? You're you're moving at the, the, the fastest speed. So I don't know if Planck actually was there for that, but it was the natural name. He, he probably, I'm, I'm sure, had to do with the Planck length. Yeah. And then the Planck time followed. And Ravelli's obsessed with that, right? That's why his whole career yeah, his, has been his, built around, bro- is understanding those tiny, tiny scales. Because... It seems like that's like the the flat earth, the 0.000. Well, what happens when you do go to that end? Or yep. like Asimov, you know, what happens when the last star burns out? Well, that's, you know, a trillion years that's away. The, but yeah. but it will get here eventually, eventually. So what happens? And it's, you got to go out to that area. But, yo, I was tripping out because straight up, that's what I was like trying to like, not, not I wasn't trying to say it like in terms of actually delivering, but I was thinking about it and I said it a little bit, which is that that's literally what Penrose thinks. And the fact that he, I don't know when Asimov wrote that, but I'm sure it was before Penrose. And then now Penrose is basically saying like that's true, but using data and like scientific method was just tripping me out. I, I can't believe that that's basically what he's saying is that the big bang of one is the last breath of another and not yeah. that it goes in a circle like it's not some fairy fucking tell land where you're going to be born again yeah it's just the next eon it's the net ex- and, yeah. he, and he calls them eons so instead of universe he has this thing where your entire space-time Heart. universe from beginning to end and it has to do with the entropy which rebelli gets into everything getting really cold and spread out and something about the entropy of the early universe being low and we don't know why that's true so there's all these questions that penrose actually has tackled so that was such a trip that asimov could see something like that as a possibility and write about it in fiction and then you know he's sort of tying it into like artificial intelligence Mm -hmm. and whatnot so it's it's definitely science fiction but then the fact that maybe now we have a genius scientist penrose proposing that actually this could right and, and and actually going into detail was fucking crazy yeah i like to think of it as like yeah it's i i never thought about that how he's like the only thing that you can define like something going back and forth is like the dissipation of heat he's like that's the yeah, only like that's it yeah. yeah i was i never thought about that of course i, I wouldn't think about that the only rebelling. irreversible physical yeah. process right just shit moving around yeah. billiard balls play it backwards play it forwards looks the same you can't tell if they're rolling the right way yeah. because yeah, you know, yeah. But, but eventually you can. That's the other trivia part, right? If you saw so slow a bowl, down. bowl just start rolling, you would know it was fake because when it's slowing down, it's dissipating energy from friction. So as it stops, it's slightly warming itself up. It's warming up mm-hmm. the felt of the table. There's down, air resistance. It's yeah. warming up the air. So if a ball just started rolling in a movie, you would know it was fake because that's the moment where 
the transfer of heat is is the greatest when it stops it. Yeah. If it was just a movie of it moving left or right or a, a collision going this way or a collision going that way, then not much heat is being lost and, and you wouldn't be able to see the difference. So fucking crazy yeah. that he just takes away the past, future, and present it just, by it's explaining just it away with, with like, entropy, right? Yeah. It, it's, and the thing about the cards, I love the analogy with the cards that we think of it as like the cards were yeah, brand new, so yeah. they were unshuffled yeah. and now they're shuffling. But what's to it's say a, that oh. that specific configuration is not a specific figuration? Because it is, right? It's yeah. just one of the – you could calculate how many possible figurations. And that's what Penrose's theory is sort of all about, that the – did the last state, I don't know, like if you shuffle it forever, eventually you'll shuffle it back or something crazy yeah. is one way of kind of saying it. But the last state with everything gone, all the stars exploded, all the black holes absorbed everything around them, all only the light flying radiation. around yeah, is yeah. what's resembling the initial state pre-Big Bang. So it's just like, damn, dude, like yeah, such a mind fuck. I like how he says it, though. He's like, it might not necessarily be like uh, a special like state. He was like, yeah, it might just, just be special right. in our state of like, you know, you and yeah. I see four aces in a row and it's hot damn, you know, you get your chips. But in terms yeah. of just like the universe, the universe is indifferent to which card comes up. It's just that's another right. state. We give yeah. value to it. If yeah, you get yeah, the yeah. lottery numbers, those have value because we've all determined that this is the winning combination. But in terms of just numbers, they're just numbers. Like we say, oh, this is zero and that's 10 and five is in the middle. But reality, it's like don't, there are 10 of them. They're yeah. all different orders. It's, it doesn't matter. So maybe this whole idea of like, yeah, entropy and this and there is order. It's like that's just how we're perceiving it. Just like, you know, that they drink cider where apples grow. It's like yeah. we, just, we just see order but it's, it's not the ultimate, real the universe gives no fucks yeah, it's the, right? ul it's it's the, the ultimate, ultimate like, of that yeah it's yeah. the ultimate like pat on the head like yeah buddy nope there's nothing going on it doesn't care that's one thing i've thought about and, is like what well i was gonna say in, in along those lines even what you had said earlier with father lopez and in anthropic principle one of the other things i wrote down was um some scientists now believe that um the universe itself is sort of evolving so that there could be universes that fail in some sense yeah and that the fundamental quantities like the um the constants the, the plank length and the gravitational constant and the yeah, not, um electro you know the value of the electric charge cool, cool these on. constants are evolving and the ones that aren't successful those universes go away so that makes that argument even stupider yeah it's like saying oh like um we're smart so like clearly a creator made us smart because we're the smartest animal it's like yeah, no, you're saying that as die. the smartest animal it's like too circular right yeah it yeah yeah explain cause and effect it's exactly the apple cider apples thing it's i think have you ever seen who's this? i think morgan freeman narrates it um into the wormhole Is oh fuck yeah yeah dude. one yeah it's, i think they do like an animation on there about um about like multiverse and like universes spawning other universes he's like just like like when you learn what actually what evolution actually is and you go oh that's it's like that one has the most kids because that giraffe could reach the apples and it had a longer it's so neck simple, right? so yeah. it has and then there's one of them just through like once you understand genetics and how it's an imperfect uh replication eventually there will be mutations and one of them might get a little taller and it's and it's a beak in the finch which one has the stronger beak and then it yep. just that one just happens more and you're like oh it's like why do certain memes spread on reddit and others don't because they're mm. funny and so we all share them but right. it's why wouldn't it happen with universes you have these ones that spawn exactly. but but then you have to think well but what 
what qualifies it as a successful universe? I think shit just staying together and not like eating itself, right? Either the universe okay. expands too fast, okay, or like physically, back like to a okay, or, or 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 yeah. I mean, that is a good point. Like, why would the humans being in the universe make it successful or not? Is there some sort of self interaction with the universe? That's what I was going to say. I think is- the argument, the the one they try to make, is that it's it, it's actually the same as regular evolution. That it's it's this dissipation of energy. It's this transfer of entropy so if there's like people building things not specifically people but just there's like there's processes there's processes that convert energy from one form into the other and dissipate the the heat Mm -hmm. faster or more uniformly or i don't know exactly the technical word but that's what what they would be selecting for that but it happens yeah why is that selective you have to think in like what greater that's what I was thinking is like because if everything would just be like tied within like the space time horizon of the universe so it's almost like you could imagine there'd be like these they'd be like bulletproof bubbles or something everything exists within the bubble you couldn't punch out it would be there'd have to be some yeah. sort of human interaction it'd be like you something become, going on in there yeah, yeah the civilization becomes conscious what's Ray Kurzweil think he's eventually we will turn all matter into computers the smallest possible which would be like a subatomic sure. or quantum computer and then what would we do we'd expand throughout the whole universe to turn the whole thing into a computer and that would be yeah. the universe waking up maybe the universe wakes up and it somehow has the ability once it's reached you can only it can only achieve it once it's reached maximum intelligence and maximum intelligence is when the smallest units of matter have been turned into the most efficient computer uh components maybe once you hit that it's almost like um Asimov's like let there be light you hit a point where only once you have that intelligence you can stop the shrinking of like the walls of like the universe back yeah. down and then once yeah. you have trillions of universes like a handful of them will survive you know it's like yeah, exactly. why do you only get a percentage of people that make the cut of delta selection some survive those are the good ones right those are the yeah yeah, yeah. maybe that's what it is you can because that's what I think it would have to be there have to be some sort of like interaction because otherwise wouldn't it just maybe this maybe it just exists beyond like our comprehension we can't yeah we're, we're like but, what but is the thing like, these guys are really trying to quantify it like legitimately yeah. like this this theory is i don't know if it has strong legs under it i would say but people are taking it really seriously that that's a thing that yeah. there's this evo and, and even they extend it to where even in our universe maybe shit changes far away I've, so I've one of Einstein's principles that. was that locally the rules are the same as they are really far away. So even that, even evolution within our the universe. one space yeah. time, not just all the space time. Some 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 people are trying to put that forward as an idea well, that it's like, we have no evidence to say that the fundamental constants are the same right here as they are three trillion light years away. Like how the fuck would we possibly yeah. know that? So it's like it's like isn't isn't the speed of sound different at like sea level than it is in like I'm pretty sure mock is. If you look it up, Mach's different. They always say I mean, it depends on the air, right? So the air yeah. thickness, the density of the air, could totally affect. Yeah, that. I gotta. I'm gonna put down the. I'm gonna put down the timestamp. I gotta go piss. Um, I'll cut this part out. Look that up real quick, or if, if you want, you don't have to. I don't know why the fuck <laughs> I'm telling you. Hey Trey, you got homework. Do whatever. Jamie, look that shit up. I uh, I I interrupt if you can't tell. I interrupt a lot when I'm speaking. You should, you gotta. You just gotta put your dick in too, my mouth. Bro. You just gotta fight back and be like, ah, just, I don't care. I just no, I I, I feel the same okay. way. I'm gonna put down this timestamp and um and all right and bathroom break over. So all right, you ready for me to drop this knowledge? Yeah, bro? yeah, yeah. Go, go. 
it's something I already should have known, right? But just the numbers are so different that it's pretty mind-blowing, right? So the speed of sound is 343 meters per second in the air. Mm-hmm. So really fucking fast, 343 mm-hmm. meters per second. It's 1,480 meters per second in water. Yeah, but even... Right, so that's a better way of thinking about it than okay, the medium itself yeah. changing it. And I think I even remember back when I was fishing that somehow, I don't know if this is an urban legend, but my dad would claim that the sound over the water had a it slight dis- d- distance to it, like there's, over ground, there's, there's maybe some of them hit the ground and die out, but over the water, maybe they were bouncing or something, well, staying. No, there is something that I, I can know from my own experience, and I, all my yeah. family up in New Hampshire always say, yeah, if you if it, if it if the lake is like quiet, and you're sitting yeah. on your, like our front porch is like 200 feet from the shore, but if you get up there, and it's not just because it's quiet and you're in the middle of nowhere, it's when you when there's someone on like a kayak out in the middle of the lake, you can I swear to God you can hear people talking, and right, they'll, yeah. they'll be like a thousand really yards in front of you, and you'll you'll hear yeah. like you'll hear like distinct words like no no hunting and beer and we're having the fish and it's the weird but they always say because sometimes you go in front of other lakes other lake houses and I remember like as as I can remember as like as you, like earliest memories like my whole life being up there on lakes. They'd always be like, you know, keep your voice down because, like, they can hear what you're saying. So don't be like, oh, look at that fucking ugly house. It's like, they, it's like they can hear because no, so, they'd all just be like pissed drunk. So they'd be like, shh, 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 you know, because it yeah. does travel. It's, I don't know what the explanation of that would be. Yeah, maybe less of the sound waves are hitting like a choppy ground. It's because that's what you are, you do in studios, right? You have those like super choppy walls. So wouldn't the inverse yeah. be like a glass lake? To absorb it. Yeah. yeah. So the inverse yeah, would be... If it was a, a flat lake, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, versus like a choppy lake. Um, but so if so if sound is different at different levels, because they'll, they'll say like, you know, it'll, it was going Mach 3 at sea level versus Mach 3 at 150,000 feet. It's if There is a different like relative speed. Why wouldn't there... Why, yeah, why, that's one thing I've always thought is like, back to the flat earth thing like the 0.000 for all intents and purposes it's flat for all intents yeah. and purposes we have our yeah our like coulomb's law or like the number of volts in this or 607 or 186,000 miles a second or 760 miles an hour or um yeah. other things that we just we're just like this is 9.81 meters per second it's these things that we just we're like, yeah, it's true because for all intents and purposes, it is true. But seeing as how we're dealing with a universe yeah. that should be trillions of light years across, well, what happens when you take that that tenth decimal place and say, well, it only changes then? Well, what happens when you can actually go that far and be like, yep. well, now this tenth decimal place, now that's a billion year, that's a billion light years like slot of of space time. What if yep. just general laws like? Literally, like gravity is not just like, you know, obviously there's a different gravitational speed or I guess, not speed, value. We know that on different planets, moon versus Jupiter sure. versus, sure. but no, like what if like the actual thing used, because those are all calculated based on, it's like, what is it? it's whatever the capital equation G. is. Yeah, capital G, and you have the distance between the core and the, the amount of stuff yep. between you. Yep. But yep. what if that, yeah, what if that capital G, what if that constant is different in the fucking nine super clusters over, yeah. right? Yeah. What if it's just, it's not the same? 
And I think they can see so far that it seems they're like able to the at least think to... that it, it, if it is small, it's like what you're saying that it it it's negligible. But I like how you were saying it. I mean, because it's exactly what the picture I was drawing that just a small error accrues over time. So just because something doesn't seem to have an effect, you haven't maybe gone, you haven't performed the experiment to see the effect, the right? Farthest, so yeah. it's not a valid way of ruling it out, but it, it does simplify things if you just assume it's all the same. And a lot of the experiments are so reproducible on earth that they give you a sense of yeah. being definitely right, but it's exactly what we're saying. Just exactly right in this bubble yeah you know go farther um, out and it's yeah it's, yeah it's, well that's i guess the example i was about to use is more of like butterfly effect but i guess it's the same change one small thing and then just extrapolate it multiply it by a big enough value like a meme I, you know the, like the domino meme where it's the, the the bigger and bigger dominoes you, you touch the little one there's like some youtube video it's literally like nine seconds long it's one of those videos uploaded in like 2007 but like you push one but he has he has gradually bigger dominoes oh, yeah to sure. the point where he knocks over the little one and eventually it knocks over this like you know four foot tall like 100 pound domino and it's like yeah this is the butterfly effect and like one of them is like uh the smallest one is like cashier in minneapolis going this bill looks fake <laughs> to the George Floyd thing to like two weeks later America on fire and it's like the butterfly effect sure. explained it's but that doesn't ex go with all of what, with what I'm saying one thing I've thought about is do you know what the um like the nuclear potato cannon is I don't think so it's, I don't think I've heard of that it's I know what a potato cannon yeah, is yeah 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 okay well it's in in the Nevada test site we used to on as well as doing like surface and air tests we'd actually just bury nukes and that's how we get our tests and we always put them at the bottom of these huge holes i think one time though they for whatever reason they had this like one hole that was supposed to vent air i know i'm butchering it but they put like a the the equivalent of like a manhole lid over it because it was thought that it would be so negligible i don't even know what the mm. purpose was maybe it's literally just so some dumb worker doesn't fall in this like 600 foot hole mm. But something went off with the test where, like, all of the energy of this nuke pushed all the air out of this hole, so it turned into a, a nuclear potato cannon, and it shot oh, wow. this thing. And the the defense contractor EG and G at Ed, Ed, Edgerson, Germersauer, and Greer. It's one of like the darkest, shadiest contractors. But all the way back to the Manhattan Project, we always use them to. Um, we always had just use one company to actually record the tests because they could do like the hundred thousand frame per second like videos back in like the 40s but we were like this is such classified shit we can't have other people recording this so we just got buddy buddy with them uh mm. bob lazar claims it's egng that has like the ufos out there anyway mm. but they're out there and they were so they were using this like hyper advanced it might have been like a million frames a second or something and so because of that, you can say anything that happens within these frames is going this fast. And if it skips a frame, it's because it's going this fast. Right. Well, here's the thing that we're using to literally like like photograph and, and visualize the first, not not milla, but microseconds of like the X-ray flash, like the gamma ray flash, like the thermal pulse. And it, so it shot off, it shot off this, uh, this manhole cover. And they found it was only caught in like one frame. And so they did the math and they said it had to have been going something like 12% the speed of light. Something, something fucking insane. Maybe it's one. 
but it's it's something insane to the yeah. point where they said that if it left if it left earth then it is the fastest traveling thing man has ever created but they think due to the speed and the surface area and thus friction they said it, it had to have vaporized and so it probably just punched out a cloud of like iron particles but if it survived they said it's far beyond that of voyager um what the fuck That's is the crazy. point of me saying that oh so what if we didn't capture that though and we just we would have thought it vaporized because right. we would never know it's beyond you take yeah, yeah. you take an image of the earth with only so many pixels you cannot see farther in the pixels do not exist so i think i texted you that maybe i forgot you i don't remember there's a there's a point to this whole rant what if things are happening but they're happening so fast that it's i don't know how to like word it it's happening like a thousand times faster than the speed of light but there's no way we can like not even our, our instruments can capture it because everything is based on the speed of light being the fastest thing. I don't know if I, I don't think I'm getting my point across. It's, no, I mean, it makes sense, right? Like even just something happening, happening around you, if it was happening so fast, your eyes couldn't pick it up. How would you detect it in general? It's what? the same argument that like maybe trees are moving. They're just moving so slow that yeah. it doesn't seem like they're moving to you, right? Yeah. That, that is crazy. I think, I think they would argue that the possibility of faster than light travel would have ramifications that we would see somehow okay. if there are things doing it but that doesn't mean that the idea you're the idea you're laying out isn't a well thought out idea that um something could be going on you know around us a different dimension some yeah. people would say that if you believe in string theory mm -hmm. right you know some invisible alien right here right fifth dimensional um, if, six dimensional yeah if you move faster than light you can go back in time so there's something weird with that that i don't quite understand enough but i know maybe maybe even maybe maybe even worse than that you can move back in time maybe that you have to move back in time fuck. so there's some sort of mind fuck wherever you are moving faster than, say say instead of a ceiling if the speed of light was a floor then like oh, you'd be you'd be experiencing time in the opposite order Dude, so what? that is fucking trippy. It would be this trippy, like, Christopher Nolan movie where, like, mm. humans are moving forward in time and then the aliens who move faster than light are moving backwards in time and you, like, pass yourself in the middle and you think the other people are, like, weird because they're what? moving weird, but really you're the weird one. What if our speed of light is, like, the plank time of another dimension and they can't go lower than yeah. that? Yeah, right. And it's we like can't go higher. Yeah, yeah, it's because if that's their light speed going over their smallest possible, possible. And they're like, their Carlover values are like, we don't know what happens below that. But to us, that's their glass yeah, floor yeah. and it's our glass ceiling. But it's a mirror, so we can't see past it. What if that's yeah. like the separation of What if that's like, that's like the dolphin leaving the water? Like, yep. we are, this is our, our imagination is limited to existing within something with a speed limit of 186,000 miles per second. Oh, Mind man. Fuck. Yeah. It's... Yeah. <laughs> fuck, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, man, it's... But yeah, or... Okay, so what if there wasn't even... I know we're coming up on an hour. If, if you need to go, let me know. I got I got nothing doing, so I'm... Okay, dude, dude. All right, I'll... I have cool. two things even that... I oh, sure, say, yeah, sure. Yeah, like I said, you inter interrupt me. No, tell me to fuck off. Interrupt well, me. Well, they're, they're random, though. I, I, I don't I, care. I don't care. So one of them was about what we had talked about last time because I felt like I didn't give a good um, explanation about it. And so I thought about it more and was able to convince myself um, where you asked about how the speed of light being 
a constant and being the same in any inertial reference frame, how can that work also with like redshift, uh-huh. things like this? Uh-huh. So I, I thought about an analogy for you, which is at the beach. Okay. So here's Tommy at the beach and here's Trey catching some killer waves. So if you imagine playing around with what this could look like, like imagine the sets are coming in and every once in a while someone catches a wave, right? There's a few parameters that you could adjust. One of them is just if you had like a radar gun, how fast is the surfer moving towards the shore? Okay. So that's what we mean by the speed of light. Think of light as a wave. And by speed, we mean the propagation speed of light. Okay. So again, like just think about physically on the beach clocking the surfer's speed coming at you oh he's surfing at me 15 miles per hour okay but there's another thing that you could change which kind of feels like speed which we would call the frequency of the waves that has nothing to do with the propagation speed though that would be like instead of set 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 if it was like set 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 so if i catch any of these waves i'm still going to be surfing at you 15 miles an hour but there's more waves coming that's what the the shift in the the shift is that's what the shift is is the frequency of the waves of course another parameter we could play with would be the size of the wave Mm -hmm. that would be the amplitude amplitude, of the wave and that would be the intensity of the light so you have to somehow try to keep those three things they all kind of feel like the same thing like how fast it is how bright it is the frequency of it they all feel and they are all related to the amount of energy it carries right but they're actually three sort of distinct concepts and then to finally drive it home if instead of the ocean where you're imagining kind of infinite amount of water to play with if you imagine like a wave tank so the amount of water is fixed, right? So there's like yeah, yeah, 10,000 yeah. gallons in this pool and no more, no less. Then it would be impossible to make the waves come faster. So here's a wave, this 15 miles an hour. It would be impossible to make them move faster and also come more frequently at yeah. the same time, Yeah. right? Because the amount of water is fixed, so you would have a choice. You could either make them come faster at the shore and then you would just have to do it less or you could slow them down but create more of them. Okay. And so there really is this permanent relation that can't be fucked with with the light going the one Raise speed one because light is more like the wave tank. It's not like the ocean where you can change all three of these parameters independently. If you yeah. change one, it's gonna affect the others. Yeah. Jeez, Science. Fuck. You're right. One point for Trey. Zero for Tommy. Damn it. Did uh, that make sense? No, it did. So it I, did. I saved it because last time it, I was like, dude, he's right. Like it was fucking with me for a while, did. and then I had to think of another type of wave that I could get a grip on, something human scale, right? So I, I just wrote down something that I thought about in the shower the other day, and I meant to ask you because apparently I think about you in the shower because you're so beautiful. beautiful. But um, <laughs> is so it's a thought that's recurred to me over the years is just like. So, like, seeing shit, like, as, again, like, as I sort of learned more in college and took, being pre-med, like, I had to at least take the basic physics. Yeah. But even then, it start, it kind of started to, like, fuck with my, like, understanding of shit. Or, I, like, I, as I learned more, I realized that, like, I understood it less. So, like, seeing is, like, the photons, like, 
we you know yep. when i when i look at you right now i'm well yep. granted you're not here but if you were right here i'm still seeing you as like you know a trillionth of a second ago or you could not yep. like you could find out the actual time but yes so seeing you is the photons coming at me and i i can so you know you look up at the stars and you're seeing them as the, you're seeing the sun as it was eight minutes ago you're seeing the moon as it was 1.3 seconds ago you're seeing andromeda as it was two million years ago down to where we can go back and kind of look at early galaxies that don't even exist anymore or stars that don't because they that's how they looked 14 billion years ago so all that being said what is it the thing that we're seeing so like photons like uh, that's what i'm seeing but so the way i i i know i'm incorrectly visualizing it in my head is like it's almost like I have like a little tiny photon gun on every surface of my body and it's shooting off photons in the image of Tommy. So no matter where you are, you can see Tommy. But what is it that is is leaving me? Because it's massless, correct? Or you, that doesn't even matter, right. even what, if it is or isn't. What is the thing that's it, leaving me? Yeah, no, that's right like a, what you're saying. Is it a it's form of decay? It's not, it's not like emitting from you, but everything else is right. It's bouncing off of you. Oh, okay. So I was it's emitted it was... from a source, and then it bounces off your skin. But but the way you're what describing the, the second part of what you're saying is true, that it's leaving Tommy in all directions. Yeah. But it's scattering off of you. It's not uh, so it's more like not radar? Like coming from your skin, it's right? It's more like radar? It, it Loosely, in that it's bouncing off of everything. It's not... Like, when I see an yeah, image of a I mean, bird on a radar, it's not because the bird is giving off an image that says, I am bird, here I am. It's because my thing's shooting out and... And it's painting this image. Like, what is the yeah, what is I mean, the source of shit bouncing? Think think about uh, maybe a, a dark room with one small light source, or even a camera. I swear I've captured this with a camera in a lightning storm. You take a picture of a lightning storm, and the lightning storm maybe is like off to your left, but in front of you. And in the picture, the left part of the picture is lit up, and the right part of the picture, yeah, is dark. Yeah, that in some sense has to do with your shutter speed, obviously, but that's not like purely an artifact of the camera. That's a real phenomenon, yeah. right? That the lightning would strike and the, and the light the passes. ability to see the light has to propagate out towards you. So someone who is closer to the lightning would see it sooner. Yeah. No ifs, ands, or buts. Yeah, so now, if, yeah. if we were really far apart and we were on the cell phone, we would agree that it happened right now. But that's just, again, going back to what we were saying earlier, the, 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 the negligible it's difference just, is not perceivable, but there is one. Yeah. So I think your intuition is actually there. It's just like the actual mechanism. One trippy little diagram I like to think about that I draw sometimes is I don't know if this is completely rigorous. There might even be like something fundamentally wrong with it, but I still think it's an interesting way to understand it is like say you were trying to understand this um, twin paradox that if you move away really far at a high speed of light and then you come back um, – you know, the time is different for you as it is for them, right? More time would have gone by on Earth. You could be Tommy five years later and it could be Earth 15 years later, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, just one simple way of seeing that is if you imagine a big clock on the Earth, like a Big Ben clock. Okay. It's so big that you can see it from outer space. It's like protruding from the Earth and you can see it from outer space in your little Tommy spaceship, right? If you see that clock says, uh, it looks like I drew six o'clock right now, right? But then you take off at the speed of light, the, the, the image of the clock trying to change 
to go to like six yes. o'clock in one second okay. is going to be chasing you. At, at and the so speed of light. Look back. If you're moving at the speed of light, and the image of the clock uh, being six o'clock is propagating at the speed of light, no matter what, when you look back, it's, it's still going to be six o'clock, even if years have gone by. So that's like one way of thinking about it. Again, there might be some weird thing. I like that. Subtly wrong because I know you have to actually come back. You have to stop and come back. If somehow you just kept traveling and you never thought back on earth i think uh, it's probably explained better in rebelli honestly but but just at least initially when i realized this and this is one good way of thinking about how a black hole works right when someone falls through the event horizon they're just gonna not experience anything at all but to you you're gonna see them frozen on the event horizon right you're gonna see them like yeah, yeah, because it's the light they is. Prove it'll decay. There's Hawking radiation. The the image will slowly be fading but for again, some specific reason. It's... But just on a relativity level, it will be like they exist there for all time, forever, never moving, because the, the changes in what they're doing can never catch up to you. They're getting pulled into the black hole. Fuck. So, one thing I used to think of is like. What if the universe, you know, we're, we're, can we see the edge of the universe? How big is it? Is it 14.3 billion? Aren't, isn't the other et- other estimate that's like it's not 14.3, it's like 193 billion? Isn't there some estimate like that they think that's how big it is? So I was thinking like, what if we just can't see past the edge of the universe, but it's not because it's like that's we can't see. The actual see, edge. Yeah. What if it's like, what if it's like full circle, no pun intended? But it's like the flat earth thing we just can't see past it what if it's literally like like i can't see past like the horizon right i can see you know, there's i can see up into the sky i can see planes i can see behind me but i can't see past this like this sliver that yeah. goes over so what if we're just in this like sliver on yeah. the surface of i don't know what the surface would be but what if the whole universe is actually it's not that it like it is spherical so much as like the thing that we exist on we can only see 14.3 billion light years in every direction but what if it's a 14.3 billion light year thick like coating on a surface just like the atmosphere is a thin coating on a rock what if we are looking out do you get what i'm saying not like not that we exist in a sphere but we're like everything we can, yeah That's even more trippy right but you get what i'm saying so like the atmosphere is, i think so yeah the atmosphere is like it's not like a two-dimensional coating on the Earth. It's like we can look up and you can you can see planes thirty-five thousand feet up. So we get this feeling of of three dimensions, but we're actually in this like three. It's not flat. We think it's flat, but it really, yeah. if you zoom out, you can see you're in this three-dimensional coating on because we can't go. Well, we can bore down, but for intents and purposes, we're in this three-dimensional coating. What yeah, it's a three-dimensional you, surface. Yeah. yeah. What if this? What if the universe is like we're on this three-dimensional coding and we just can't see over the edge once you get to 14.3 billion light you could actually see 14.3 billion light years farther you know once you get to the horizon you can then see the horizon again yeah what if it just kept going and it's so what if it's a sphere i don't know how big this fucking sphere would be it'd have to be i don't know trillions or quintillions of of light it would just be so big that it seems flat locally but we know that's possible with the earth so but if you went far enough you would eventually come back and you'd hit earth again yeah. Right, just like you know, if you could throw a ball far, it'd come back and hit you. Yeah. Laying all that down for this, what if you left the Earth, and it's at the speed of light, looking at the big old fucking Big Ben, that's saying 6 p.m. or whatever. Yeah. And you just kept going, and 
it's always trying to catch up to you. What would happen when you yep. eventually came back around this, back around. this coating and, and saw the earth again? What the fuck would you be seeing? Or would, or would that be coming? Paycheck. Have you seen that movie? What? I think you just wrote the movie Paycheck. Have oh, you seen that movie? No. Damn it. I could have sold this. There's this Ben Affleck movie, and they claim basically what you're claiming. I don't know if it's true. God damn it. The Einstein came up with this idea that if you had a powerful enough laser that could see around the entire universe, it would come back around and like maybe hit you in the back of the head is one funny way of saying it. But it would be in the future. That's it what would I'm be saying. before it left. So that's the premise of the whole movie. It's this oh. Ben Affleck movie where God he like it. backwards engineers this device that allows you to see into the future, but he does it for this company, and then they try to whack him because he knows too much. He has the but, but he like but he like leaves clues for himself along the way. So he like he's like guiding himself. It's like a Jason Bourne type vibe. Jason Bourne. It's pretty Inception. good actually. I really liked it when I was little. Paycheck. Page. So, but then I was thinking as I said that to you, no, it wouldn't be that you almost sneak up on the earth well eventually once you got like equidistant wouldn't you start seeing because if the clock is facing that way and it's shooting out 6 p.m and you're seeing 6 p.m right actually you'd hit the back side other side you would see the other side whatever the other side so eventually would you not see like two you'd see a big bed in front of you and behind you and they'd be reading different times behind you or would it still be reading six in front of you as well because wouldn't that have gone equidistant at the speed of light or but the the other trivia bar, I, I like where you're going with this, and it makes some sense to me, is also the direction change. Like if it really was a circle, oh, yeah, the, the spaceship would be turning versus the, the clock might just fly off oh. tangentially. So there's something weird with that, what and that it, also yeah. has to do with relativity. Like I think I was trying to understand the twin paradox more intensely when I was in college and I was actually working, you know, actually crunching numbers. And this might be a lie, but I swear I remember it as something that was true. That This is the most extreme example, the one flying off like this. But actually, if you put the twins both in spaceships and they're just lined up in a line. Okay. And this one takes off sooner at the speed of light, and then this one takes off a second later at the speed of light. They'll still have the paradox. What do you, what do you mean? But like, like the same exact effect could be accomplished. It's not necessarily about one of them staying still and staying on Earth. If you send them both off to Alpha Centauri at high speeds in, in identical spaceships at identical speeds, but one of them just leaves sooner, so he just starts going he just starts his process of this effect sooner then he will have the same effect longer and you could still wait enough time and drag them out and have one twin be 30 and one twin be 40. so it's like why like you can cut the corners you can whittle it down to where it barely seems like anything has happened it was same twin same spaceship facing the same direction lined up one is a little behind the other and the one in the front like nascar he leaves first yeah. And then the next one he's saying that's still enough to drag the effect out. So you're like, what the fuck? It's just Carlo Rebelli, bro. It's all about what? just God. the littlest difference, the tiniest little thing mattering in the long scale. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Like, I, was yeah. Like, I don't get it. So, but if they're side by side, I think if they're side by side, not one in front and of they the leave other, at but... the same time like this, then no effect. Then they will agree. But if you put them one in front of the other and they leave in that direction with like a second between, then you can get it. And I was like really trying to actually do it. And I'm pretty sure that's what I was calculating. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, yeah. 
I had a great uh, physics teacher in, in college. Yeah. Shout out. Shout, Shout out. out Dr. Carlson. Shout out Dr. Carlson. <laughs> Did I add an awesome physics teacher? I fucking love that. Yo, do we have one more time for another mind blower at least? I have, dude, I have all the time in the world. I don't want to keep it. I got nothing doing, man. I got, I don't, I don't have, yeah, I got nothing doing. I only had one specific thing on my agenda for both times, truly. I mean, obviously we've had a few things that we've been talking about physics and whatnot, but it's actually more of a math thing because I'm more of a math person. I'm yeah. having to talk on my ass yeah. just a little bit yeah Trey, Trey this is my podcast I can go as long as I oh, fucking want oh this is your podcast oh, oh oh this is your world we're just living in it no man I don't I don't have anything <laughs> to do it's I don't I have nothing yeah, yeah, to yeah. do man I don't I don't go to sleep till like midnight cause I'm so cool to stay up late but oh, I just yeah, Red, bleh, Red Bull but like yeah man I, <laughs> we can talk about what I don't give a f- Dude, some of my podcast episodes are like four and a half hours long I don't give a shit I can do whatever oh that's crazy man. yeah I can do You're whatever the game. yeah I can do whatever the fuck you want um all right, so let me get into this. So the one yeah. thing I wanted to talk about that I feel like can serve you, it can't serve in physics conversations, and even physicists might not be thinking about this when they should, is infinity. Yeah. Let's get into it, Tommy. Yeah, the idea Fucking of infinity. infinity. The idea of infinity. So the main mind-blowing thing about infinity, I guess I could reveal the fact, or I could try to, I could try to have you stumble into this fact. So th- let me try to say it the way that really shook me to the core. Okay. Let's take a positive number. Any positive number you want. Seven. I was about to say seven. Okay. There we go. And then let's take another positive number. One half. Seven plus one half. Let's take another positive number. Three. Seven plus one half plus three. If I keep doing this, imagine keep on doing this. I force you to choose a positive number, and then you add it to all the other numbers you've had you you add one number two number three number four number you're you're gonna add them up and i'm never gonna let you stop and they always have to be positive numbers what would you assume those numbers would add up to well i see what you're saying you'd assume it's infinity but the reality is you'd you, assume it's infinity yeah no, you, i just wanted you to know that okay that's what every in my mind normal person would say it's like no it's like you keep on adding and you can't stop adding and you're not allowed to add a negative to make yourself smaller but he, so you just keep getting bigger so infinity well proof even, boom. yeah even the but even the end number is equidistant from infinity is the first number right well, the fact is, that is that is wrong, the fact that what we ah, just said it. is not true, Fuck. is the most mind-blowing thing for me when I first started learning math. So let, let's see if we can dig into why this is true. Okay. And, and the famous example is the Zeno's paradox. Have you heard that one? I remember you. It sounds. Zeno's familiar. paradox. The story a lot of times with Achilles it, and the and the tortoise. No, I know. You heard about this? I know a different. Achilles. Yeah. Achilles is going to race the tortoise, or sometimes it's an arrow, or sometimes people just talk about going from point A to point B. It doesn't really matter the setup, but uh, it's fun to think about the original Greek setup if it really is true that it's been passed down. So Zeno's paradox. This Greek guy, he's thinking about Achilles. Achilles is a badass, fastest man in the world, never going to lose a race. So Achilles is racing the tortoise, but he's so gangster that he's like, yo, give the tortoise a, a head start, right? So this is a, the tortoise, and this is Achilles, and he gives them like a 10-meter head start, something like this. Mm-hmm. And then Achilles decides to start running, okay? But let's imagine watching this as a video. What if Achilles runs five meters? The tortoise, no matter how slow he's going, has moved a little bit in the time that it took Achilles to go that five meters. Okay. So now he has more than five to make up. He has like six to make up now. 
But then three, now we go halfway again. Now the turtle has moved further, three. And then this keeps on happening. So the argument was, how can Achilles, we know he's gonna win, intuitively he has to beat the tortoise. How can he ever pass the tortoise if he always has to go half the distance between him and the tortoise and then the tortoise has moved further in one direction? Mm-hmm. Or maybe just a more intuitive way to think about it is, this is a lie, what I'm about to tell you, that my dad told me, right, when I was little, was that imagine you're standing in front of a wall. You go halfway to the wall. You can go halfway, halfway to the wall, to the wall halfway and then you go halfway to the, to the wall, and halfway to the wall, and halfway to the wall. You can keep halfing, you'll never get to the wall. I was like, what? So for thousands of years, they couldn't figure this out, right? Thousands of years. And then finally, Newton figured it out that actually, no, you can get to the wall, which we all knew intuitively, but we couldn't reconcile it. And basically the reason is, I'll explain it in two different ways, is that the game we were playing, where I made you add a number and add a number and add a number, sometimes it's infinity, but sometimes it isn't. So let me give you one that is infinity. So one plus one half plus one third plus one fourth plus one fifth plus dot 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 dot. That's infinity. If you add one and then one half and then one third and one fourth, if you add the numbers in this pattern, Correct. you'll keep on getting bigger. You'll have no hope of converging, we say. The answer to that, we would say, is infinity or it tends towards infinity. But what about this? Subtly different, not that different. One plus one half plus one fourth plus one eighth plus one sixteenth. The one that we were just talking about. Yeah. Now we're halving the numbers, right? These are fractions that are getting smaller, but they're not getting smaller very quickly, we say. Versus, okay. Right? One, one half, they start okay. off the same, but one fourth is smaller than one third. One eighth is smaller than one fifth. Or I might have fucked that up, but you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are getting smaller faster. And so actually, this one, this one was infinity, remember? Yeah. This one equals two. Fucking two? Like what? Why? It equals two. Why? 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 Right? And the reason is because you can never get. Re- okay. There's different infinities at play, so the numbers we would say are getting infinitely smaller. Okay. So you sort of have a cancellation of infinity. These numbers are getting smaller, but they're not getting smaller very fast. And so this is going to diverge. These numbers are getting smaller. They're getting smaller quite fast. Okay. And that's enough such that no matter how many you add, you'll never pass two, right? So if you add in this pattern, you'll never get to three. In this pattern, any number you tell me, 10 billion. I can keep on adding and eventually I'll pass 10 billion. Okay. 100 billion, 100 billion. I can keep on adding, eventually I'll pass 100 billion. But that one will 100 never get- 100 trillion, yeah. now I can pass it. Here, you that, can never that get doesn't passed. work that way. If you say 1.5, I'll pass 1.5. Yeah, I actually pass it in three terms. Yeah. If you say 1.6, I'll pass it in maybe six terms. Anything but if you say under- 2.1, yeah. I'll never fucking pass 2.1. In fact, I'll never pass two. Okay. And so these facts, these are just fucking, these are facts, bro. This isn't like your opinion about yeah. it. And so it's so hard to be like, wait, what? It's so counterintuitive. So that's the one way of explaining it. Let me get into it one other way, and then I'll let you ask me some questions and yeah, you have them. fuck yeah. Is that there's two types of infinities at the least. 
Okay, so I just kind of talked about how like one infinity is going one way. There's, there's, they're getting infinitely smaller. There's multiple infinities floating around in the problem you have to account for. So the one real, real trip that's related to this is that we have sets of numbers in math. So we have the natural numbers, which are like the numbers you count. So one, two, three, four. That's supposed to be an N. I don't know if you can read my shitty handwriting. N. But we use a fancy N in math. Yeah. We put like an extra line on it. So the N for natural numbers. Then we have the integers, we call them. The integers include all the natural numbers. So it's one, two, three, four, five, off to infinity. But it also has zero and the negatives. So I'll write like dot, 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 negative three, negative two, negative one, zero, one, two, dot, 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 dot. I'm paying, I'm, I got the whole my, my allergy med. Hey, I'm listening. I have, bad, I have bad allergies. People are always like, what the fuck are you taking? And I'm like, it's none of your business. Then we have the rational numbers. These are just fractions. So the rational numbers are like ratios of the numbers earlier. So like three over two. I won't try to order these uh, in any order, but three over two, you know, negative 17 fifths, um, one sixth. One one hundredth decimals, finite terminating decimals, fractions, thing like things uh -huh. like this. Yeah. And then finally, the real numbers, which is just all the numbers you've ever really thought about. So you get weird things like pi and e and the square root of two and uh, all, everything above. Okay. So these are the sets of numbers. So the real mindfuck is z includes n. Hopefully I've described that well, right? Yeah. Z is all the whole numbers, N is the counting numbers. Z is bigger than N because it includes N. Q includes Z so because every number is just a number over itself. So like three over one is a ratio, that's three. Seven over one is a ratio, that's seven. But you can also do like three over seven, right? A ratio that doesn't divide evenly. So these include the fractions that don't reduce. And then the real numbers is everything above. Ready for this fact? Let's blow your mind. Ready? I just said something that's a little Englishy, a little not mathy, was that this has to be bigger, uh -huh. which in some sense is true because again, it includes includes the one above it. And same here. Bigger. What does bigger mean uh, when yeah. something's infinite? What is your They're value? Like, yeah. Right? What is your value of bigger? Is what do you mean bigger, Trey? Absolute the, the, value. This first one is already infinitely many things. So this is the thing that even physicists, I feel like, fuck up, is then they're not addressing this specific issue. We have something called cardinality, which is a way of like rigorously saying if something's bigger or not, which is to count the members in the set. The cardinality of these three is the same. So there's the same number of integers as there is natural numbers. No, no, you're like, wait, Trey, no, that's impossible. There's more integers. I see that the integers include the natural numbers. Therefore, there's more of these. No, that's not right, because there's an infinite number of the original. So more infinite than infinite, yeah. you have Two to times quantify infinity. that rigorously. Yeah. So in absolute, undeniable, pure form, they've proved that all of these are what they call countably infinite because they you know you can count them you can make an algorithm that lists them in order and then if you tell me one that you want to see appear in the list if we wait enough time it we are guaranteed work. to see that one come up so you can list them okay 
This one is called Uncountably Infinite. And it's way, 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 way more infinite. It's way bigger. So it's just like, wait, what? More These, infinite? This one's bigger than this one. It's bigger than this one. But you're telling me they're all the same level of bigness. This one, it, why is this jump different? It why? just has more numbers. But this is a continuum. We say like you can't five. even begin to list them. If you try to just list the numbers between zero and one, you'll never do it. Zero, zero point zero 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 zero. You just have to keep saying zeros forever, and then eventually like put a one at the end of it, and that would be like the first number. Yeah, but then I get to multiply that by itself. There's no way to even start the listing process here, even though there's so fucking many rationals that you can't even really get a grip on it. You could still say okay. 17 thirds is the nine billionth rational in the list. I can cook up a list yeah, that goes through every be. single one. But something so, like, like pi. Pi is real, right? So pi is a non-terminating, non-repeating decimal. That's what characterizes the difference in this last one. Any decimal that you can say 0.125 that terminates is a fraction. Okay. And it's easy to cook up what it is because 0.125 yeah. is one-tenth, two one-hundredths, and five one-thousandths. So it's 125 over, over a thousand. thousand. Yeah. And then you can reduce that fraction and it turns out to be one-eighth. Yeah. Right? 0.125 is one-eighth yeah, yeah, yeah. in reduced form. But if you don't know, if you're not sure, you can just write down one-two-five over a thousand. That's a terminating decimal. A repeating decimal is one that doesn't terminate, but it has a pattern that repeats. 0 0.3333, so, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So 0 0.3333. Leroy, Leroy one third, right? So any decimal that repeats or terminates is a rational number. If we if we spend enough time, we could figure out of a way of writing it as a ratio. Yeah. But everything else, square root of two, right, is just some random 1.4172563921. You just like, you know, do the random number wrap. Yeah. And it never repeats, it never terminates. Those are most of the numbers. And it's not even close. It's not even close. This set is, again, way bigger. I'm being but how can you a little, little imprecise in saying that. But it's a type of infinity. So these are both infinities. But they are but that, two different infinities. This is countably infinite. This is uncountably infinite. And so physicists, I feel like they just say, oh, the universe is infinite. And they aren't really respecting the fact that there's all this mind-blowing math that can fuck with what you're saying because you have to be really precise about what type of infinity, now, things like the, this. For the non-countably infinite, your, your, your pi, your, your e. Yeah. Are any of those more uncountably now we're just butchering english are they more uncountably infinite than the others or are they an equal type of uncountably infinite in that they are in that what is it card do you say cardinal the, the cardinality cardinality right? the cardinality so of that the is, set we say is the, the the number in the set yeah so but, yeah. when the number is infinite right but you just have a finite set one two three yeah the cardinality is three okay but if it's an infinite set and the cardinality is infinite, you have to be precise about what infinite it is. Because again, Z includes N. We, 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 we don't say that that's not true. We're like, no, Z isn't bigger than N in, in, in the sense that it includes it. But you just have to think more critically about inclusion when something's infinite in the same way that we together got the problem wrong that I started this rant with was that you can add an infinite number of things and it doesn't have to be infinity. The only reason you wouldn't know that is because you haven't been trained to think about these infinities more carefully and more precisely. But 
in the bottom set yes are either are any of those can you break those down whereas they are the ones in the bottom are uncountably infinite you said it's way 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 quote bigger than the, yeah. the upper set yes yes could you could, could that happen again can within that bottom set can one of those I be see. more infinitely uncountable can the same relation so, exist yes. again in terms of like i see what you're saying yes yeah, so there is maths that actually force this to happen they kind of construct infinities that are bigger so in a mathematical platonic sense yes you're absolutely right and there you could spend the whole rest of your life well not just you anyone right you could study they're called ordinal numbers and it's cardinality is bigger than this cardinality and you could study that forever and it would mind fuck you for the rest of your life and you could never see the ends of it but but more importantly just for a, a regular mathematician who's just doing like maybe applied math like me or just everyday interactions is that with the numbers that you think of and it includes the complex numbers would be the next set i don't know if you know anything about those and that's sort of like the final frontier that most people need to worry about um what is it's really just these two and in fact if you could prove that there was one between them you would be famous because they don't know the answer to that but i think then someone used some crazy girdle logic mind games and proved that it's unprovable okay. that there's one between them so not just you can't say if there's one between those two but that you can't use the regular axiomatic formalism of math to say if there is or there isn't so you it's almost like an opinion in, as a mathematician yeah. that you're allowed to have that this is one type of infinity and then the next type of infinity is this and there's no infinities in between or you could say maybe there's some weird half infinity average type of infinity between these and no one will ever know the answer to that question it's an unprovable statement it's, it's kind of like yeah is there something moving faster than the speed of light in the universe and we can't it's yeah. like well that's like yeah. an, that's like an easy out it's um didn't we learn about that in like religion class at pious like uh maybe it wasn't maybe it was about atheism isn't there some like example it's like the teapot floating between mars and us and it's all it's like it, it's a way to say that the burden of proof is on you because you could say oh there's a teapot oh, right. between mars and us and it's like yeah well no there's not and it's well how do you know there's not and it's like yeah. even the best telescopes couldn't possibly make out the teapot between here and them and it's like well then well that's an easy out you can just say oh well you haven't found the teapot yet it's sort of like no the, the burden of proof lies on you so it's like the faster than light thing it's maybe it could happen but you're saying it exists outside of all physical laws well that's that's a cop-out that's yep. you know that's saying god when you're when you're arguing against superpowers it's like dr manhattan is like a cop-out it's like well that that's blue god like it's you know yeah. anything you can make up he can do it better so it's it's a shitty cop-out it's i'm infinity plus one it's you know it's like a yeah. kid so you could say that, that yeah that it's unprovable back to the intuition right when you're little you do say that infinity yeah. plus one um, like uh, ten infinity infinity plus one is just infinity right I'm, well i'm a hundred infinity yeah it's yeah, right. Time a hundred times infinity is also infinity. These are the things like it, you have to almost deconstruct your intuition growing up as a kid. Yeah, my favorite one of those is that bears speak English when they're alone in the woods. Yeah, I haven't heard that. That's my that, favorite that's one. Good, hey, yeah. did you know that bears speak English when they're alone in the woods? I'm like what? No, they yeah. don't. It's like prove it. Yeah, yeah. They wouldn't be doing it if you were there. That's, yeah, exactly. You know, like well, that's a, the thing. Yeah, it's, it's very simple. Prophecy. It's a very simple, it's like, or the idea that you can't imagine nothing. 
well, nothing would be, it would be nothing. Well, no, because what you just talked about is a thought. That is an idea, and that exists. That's not nothing. So nothing yeah. is then, it cannot be anything that I can think of. Well, no, because now we just defined it again. So yeah. it must be anything that we have yet to define. Well, no, mm-hmm. because now this is a thing. It now exi- you find it. It exists outside of that. So it's that, it exists outside of all, no, well, no, it can't. Nothing can only be silence because anything that you well now it can't even be that because now I have just said it is. Yep, it, it's a, it reminds me of paradoxes too, right? Because those those can really exist too. Like the famous one from Bertrand Russell is um, the guy who shaves. Have you heard this one? The no, barber. No. There's there's a town. This one's actually hard to think about, but is the famous one. I'll, I'll tell you my favorite version. I think borderline I might have made up as a kid. Um, there's a town where the barber shaves everyone who doesn't shave themselves. Right? There's a town where the barber well, shaves everyone who doesn't shave themselves. Well, then it's just... Who shaves the barber? Well, if no one shaves him, then doesn't he shave him? <laughs> it's one of those, right? Wait. If no one shaves him, if he doesn't shave himself, then he shaves himself because we know he shaves everyone who doesn't shave himself. But if he shaves himself, then he doesn't shave himself because he doesn't shave people who yeah. shave themselves. So there's a little word game, right? Yeah. Another one is, oh, well, okay, so there's another classic one, which is this sentence is false. Yeah. Which he can't. Full which he stop. Can't, yeah, which he can't. So be. that means it's true, which means it's not false, which means, and then my favorite one is if Pinocchio is sitting there and he says, my nose is about to grow. Yeah, that's a that yeah. Right. So if he's lying, and, and, then his nose is not about to grow, but then his nose would grow. Or if he's telling the truth, yeah, then he's within not that, lying. So why that, would his nose grow? Within that sentence is true. It says my nose is about to grow. Within that, that is true, right? Because he could say my nose is about to grow. My name isn't Pinocchio. Well, then. Well, no, no, no. When he says my grows. nose is about to grow, the universe explodes, right? Neither option makes sense. If his nose does grow, it doesn't make sense. And if his nose doesn't grow, it doesn't make sense, right? Because if he says my nose is about to grow, and that's the truth, right? Because he's about to tell a lie, you know. His nose has to grow because it was the truth. But his nose only grows when he tells a lie. Or does the universe then, it has to splinter into infinite timelines, just it's it's worse than that it's not that one could happen and one could happen you can't tell the difference it's that neither can happen so the it's thing is, is he can never he can never okay so then Pinocchio, just, there's nothing he just can't either way it, yeah 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 there's no point in getting into it there's a reason it's a, there's a reason neither it's a paradox makes sense after he says my nose is about to grow so neither pun, one makes sense so the it's only, a paradox so the only truth we know is that he just he could never say that sentence he could never say that sentence. Something would prevent him. <laughs> if it was a consistent universe, he would never be able to. He, someone would punch him in the face before he finished saying yeah, it. Yeah, it couldn't happen. And it would or, change or maybe his mouth. Soon, he would say, not about to grow. Yeah, or as soon as he... Or as soon as he says it, he... He would see, go mute. He, he would die. He would see, or he ceases to be Pinocchio. Maybe that's how he like breaks... I don't know the curse of that being would be Pinocchio. a fucking trippy thing that's, if he became a real boy. That's by how he becomes that, a real boy. Because he get. Yeah. But yeah, it's not some magic. It's just some yeah universal yeah error, computational error. It's it's so kind of jumping on a not even to me it's all math. So I just assume it's all math. To you, you're you're in you're into math. So you could probably say this has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But to me, all math is math. Um, so with like a Googleplex in a Google, 
how are there always bigger because I, I always want to I'll go on like YouTube just like binges and I'll be like you know find these like math videos and it's like now these numbers are even bigger than these numbers but but to me it's like how can like one be because they'll come up with like you know there's a Google and then a Google Plex and you know what yep. like a Google isn't a Google one followed by a hundred zeros correct and a Google Plex and is, a Google Plex is a one followed by a Google zeros which is that yeah and then isn't there can't you take one and be like and now this now is you could say a google plex plex which is one followed by a google plex zeros and then but then you could raise that to a google plex right you, sure take the power sure yep but can't but and isn't it like you couldn't write it it's like because the amount of paper yeah. it would take to write Absolutely. the zeros expands it's bigger than the Absolutely. universe even if you wrote with the smallest possible the the finest pen where it's like you yeah, could write a zero absolutely. with like electrons it would still that's why you have to believe in like a platonic mathematic reality or at least in my opinion it makes so much sense to say that mathematics is this beautiful ethereal almost magical thing that exists outside of us because we're able to contemplate these numbers that are so big but in practice you could never get your hand on them you're right if every single atom was one number there's still only like i think two to the i don't even know 60 or 70 atoms uh, uh, yeah, in the, in the yeah. universe so every proton every electron if you enumerated every single particle yeah, there's an, you still wouldn't even come near some of these the big numbers what's that we the know name about of that, what's the name of that scientist who said like the number of atoms and then once they discovered subatomics but yeah there's some number well ray kurzweil talks about it he's like the smallest computer we could get we'd have something like 10 raised to the 76 transistors or something or out of logic gates i don't even know what the fuck it is but but then there's something larger than that and i can never remember the name of the video but it's like a type of number that's even larger than that it's like every number is like you raise it to itself or so i don't know but it how can any of these numbers like what are what are the purpose of these things is, is it literally just like professors sitting around just like smoking pot and doing coke and just coming up with crazier things like or is there is there any like reason to any of these is there any value to them I, otherwise is it just yeah. like infinity it's fucking what's the difference between you know like the i don't know whether or not like an atom on pluto is here or there how does it because technically all things attract and repel all things so it you get to this negligible point what are, what is the purpose of those is it just yeah, coke I mean, and math? i think if we were forced to use numbers smaller than a certain really big number we could still do all of our calculations and it wouldn't if we just said like you know, ten, ten to the ten to the ten to the ten to the ten is the biggest number, and that's it. I think we would still be fine, practically speaking. Calculations would be the same, all of that. But it's just that idea of contemplating the infinite, right? What contemplating. It's almost like my version of a god or something, right? Yeah. It's just this it's, weird platonic what? mathematical reality, and that's why really dope mathematicians, when they're doing math, they say they feel more like an archaeologist than the uh, than an invent an inventor, I'm, I'm right? Covering. They're not inventing new math. They're right. like exploring the landscape of what already Rushing exists, off. what's already yeah. there. They're mentally, they're mental adventurers, yeah. right? They're yeah. going around and, oh, this is this way. You can't just make some shit up like this math. I mean, yeah. sometimes it feels like that. But then when you flush it out, there's always kind of going to be consequences and results and relations that you weren't expecting. And that gives you the feeling of like, well, this was already there. This was yeah. ahead of me. This was existing before me, outside yeah. of me. That, that's what I always think of when I think about like DNA replication and these like tiny little fucking proteins folding and all this shit. And it's like, 
we're discovering it now and it's like our best supercomputers can barely simulate down to the atomic level like even one one second of a protein folding but then it's like i always think like i don't know why i always think of george washington walking on like a road with like like almost think of like some like deep south road like with the big like willow trees i don't know why i always imagine george washington walking but i always think him walking down that road has no idea that like all these trill how many cells do you have in your body something like 70 trillion they're all replicating more than that oh cells maybe yeah yeah. cells 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 cells. yeah but it's like they're all just like cranking out like dna and adenine and guanine and it's like even though like george washington just like walking along with his like stupid cotton clothes and his fucked up teeth he can't imagine it but that's still all happening even though he can't even though he hasn't uncovered it he has an ar- yeah. like archaeologist removed the the fog of ignorance or i guess preemptive evolution we haven't figured it out it's still happening it's like whether yeah. or not you got your calculations right about the earth being flat it didn't matter like it was still occurring on there was yeah. an ultimate reality you're still yeah. occurring on this thing yeah it's that's what it is is it so even if we haven't uncovered this shit even if we haven't perfected like i don't know just like perfect nuclear fusion like we we but it's still happening it's right that yeah there's math that even if we haven't uncovered it it still exists and it's yeah it's this concrete law now what what is that because if it's not like a physical tangible thing and it's just logic is that just like could there be beings with different brains who our math is to them is just gobbledygook but they see patterns and and think just like entropy it's like is entropy really just more so like an opinion like we gave it a value of like four aces versus just (laughs) this is over delete my number tommy fuck i would hope not i mean i know what you're saying it does make sense to me i mean you can even imagine beings living there whatever this is a space where people live in this platonic reality um what if they I think we think the pattern. math would be the same. If they can count, they know about integers, they would invent calculus. But that still presupposes they're kind of behaving on our level, not moving at the speed of light, things like yeah. this. Yo, I got to pee, though. Yeah. <laughs> Do you need to go you pee? You to timestamp us, bro? Yeah, actually, I'll go pee, too. <laughs> I got nothing doing, man. But that, that's I wrote down the wrong timestamp. That's weird. It's one forty-three. I wrote down forty. The, two four, doesn't the matter. People can see me. It's okay. What? It does. Yeah. <laughs> so the people can I pee. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You okay if we keep rambling? I don't want to keep you. I got nothing doing. I'm not trying to politely kick you off. I got nothing doing. I just don't want to keep you. Because I'll never shut up. I'll, no. I'll keep talking and talking and talking. <laughs> Let's go for a little bit more. End it, end it on a high note. Yeah. I felt like the pee hit me so fast. I was like, I don't have to pee. The first time you pee. And then oh, just the coffee get, ran through me that second go. time. You got to like, go. Oh. Once you got to go, you got to go because the conversation yeah, right. turns to shit when you're just like, I got to fucking go. Um, yeah. Time um, Want to go for like uh, another 15 minutes? Yeah, perfect. All right. Um, so do you think – so whenever I would try to think about like the universe in college and I'll try to like explain it to myself, you know, like what's the quote? Like eventually hydrogen asks itself where it came from. Like in a long enough timeline, it will hydrogen will eventually ask itself where it came from. Mm. Do you think that consciousness is just a side effect uh, or just like a – Yeah. Like an effect of 
of the universe? It's just like one thing happening within it? Or do you think that it is the primary? Like, is that the natural selection of these multiverses blossoming? Which one can create sentience? Which one can... Because there's, there's things existing, and then yeah. there's experience of it. I think I lean sort of boring, uh, naturalist, nothing special about it. I think because I grew up so overly Christian. Yeah, yeah, same. That I believe so hard the other way that then now I'm skeptical of any beliefs placed on that side of the line, that there's some sort of agenda or reasoning that's not actually from logic and understanding. So I, I like to say I'm a betting atheist that I like to go agnostic, like just I preach agnosticism in all that's, things. That's like my, the yeah, more sure you are of yourself, like the stupider you're going to look, you know, so yeah. agnostic in all things. But if there was like a final hand of poker and I had to like go all in on like yes or no, I would definitely be betting towards no. Uh -huh. But I think about this a lot. I've been thinking about this a lot recently because I like to listen to artificial intelligence podcasts and, and things like this. And one of the things that really annoys me is that they always – don't spend enough time and where they spend too much time but they just can't agree on like the definition of either intelligence or consciousness and so i was thinking about it a lot and i think i have like a good start to the to how you would talk about it which is instead of instead of defining consciousness abstractly or intelligence you would define define let's say an intelligent decision Let's not define intelligence. Let's define an intelligent decision. Because after all, when you say this was intelligent, what do you mean this? A person or a what? What? What does the noun? What? What noun does intelligent act on? Well, really, it's a decision. And then a person who makes intelligent decisions, we say, is intelligent. Or a computer that makes intelligence is a decision. Or an animal, right? And so then I was thinking about it, and actually from. Um, a company that I know about that I've been reading about for a while is called Entropica. And they kind of felt like they cracked the code for intelligent decisions, which is that they programmed a computer to do the following, to maximize future opportunity. So like, look at the landscape, look at the amount of possibilities of things that can happen and figure out what leaves the most doors open. Okay. Now, this is hard to quantify, right? Maybe you shut one door, and that was actually the right door, but you opened 30 doors. So it's not like an end-all, be-all, but just the idea of more opportunity, more options, more freedom of choice. Always having an exit. Always wanting that. And so it would, this computer would do things like they would give it um, a, a skateboard, and they would give it like a stick. And, you know, this whole game where you, like, move your hand, balance a stick left and right, it would do that without them telling it. Too. They wouldn't be like, hey, in Tropica, balance, balance the stick. It. They would just tell it all the degrees of freedom, and it would just be able to see that if it lets the stick fall, it kind of jams up the wheels. The skateboard, the, the, the simulation is done. The future becomes fixed. It becomes this is the only thing I'm able to do back for the rest of the time. But if I balance the stick, then I'm able to go all over the 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 whole space and i'll just keep on bouncing it and every possible angle and position is is up, is still available to me and so to me that was so genius they've used it to trade stocks they've used it to plan like shipping scheduling and it's like a really successful but it kind of died off it was popping like maybe 10 years ago and i haven't heard about it as much but Dark, to me trying to do something like that define 
an intelligent decision and then say, what's intelligence? It's something that makes intelligent decisions. I think you can extend that to consciousness. I haven't been able to work out all the details in my head because I didn't know about, like I said, some other program. But what is consciousness? Well, it's something that makes conscious decisions. What is a conscious decision? Then you can get into that. Well, maybe it's an intelligent decision plus some sort of self-awareness. That's the closest I've come so far. So there's like the famous story about the elephants who go to burial sites, right? Elephants will like go way out of the way on a journey to like go see the bones of dead elephants that they were homies with and then go get water. So it's like, that wasn't very intelligent. You like made your trip longer and harder to get water. You took a detour. Yeah, that wasn't intelligent maybe, but it was conscious it was self-aware so it was like the wherewithal to find the bones and know about the bones and remember that you knew that person that sort of seems intelligent or conscious and self-aware and so i think you just have to stack these layers of so 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 it's it's a roundabout way of saying i don't really know i lean towards thinking it's just particles and interactions and things like this but i think until they really pin down exactly what pe- what they, we should be thinking about when we say intelligence or consciousness. I don't even feel like I should be deciding one way or the other because I feel like it's, it's sort of ill-defined in the first place, you know? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, even th- don't whales, aren't some whales will give each other burials? Like, they'll, they'll, yeah. they'll push the carcass to a certain, and there's no yeah, there's no benefit. Like, it, it costs calories to do this. Like, there could yeah. be predators, but it's like, they'll go out of their way to do something. Maybe not intelligent. I mean, we probably do a lot of things. I know for a fact I do a lot of things that aren't intelligent, but like, you know, but you could say it's conscious, you know, why am I holding, why am I holding on to this image of my brother? Like, yes, intelligently, like, no, this is requiring calories and it's space and you move it around and that requires gas. But like, but I'm holding on to this thing that provides no nutrition, no, 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 nothing. And it's, that's one thing I've always thought of is like, no matter how we break down intelligence, consciousness is, it's always, I mean, it's, it's kind of like that in between infinity. Like you can't, you can almost not, you can't prove I think it. Intelligence is subset of consciousness. You can be intelligent without being conscious yeah. by just always making intelligent decisions. But if you're conscious, you have to already have the intelligence yeah to sort of like not do the best thing for a different reason, for a reason that's personal in some sense is like self-aware. Yeah, it's because, I mean, if you you ever do like meditation and get really into like a state of like samadhi, like you're just, you just are. You're not Mm. doing anything. It's not like you're getting really smart so you can plan your next stock trade. No, you're not doing anything. Right. But you are overwhelmingly isness. You really are. And it's like... But you're not doing it. But what is that? What is like the way I look at it is like what Alan Watts says. Just like just get still, just get quiet. Mm. What is this? Mm. Don't, don't tell me this is a computer and this is Earth. No, 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 no. This isness. Mm. What is that? Like so, what is that? Can that ever even be explained? And I think it eventually. Right. 10 years of meditating and copious amount of marijuana and and psychedelics is it comes down to i think two roads and it's either i can it's solipsism i cannot prove that anything exists outside of my subjective experience or that i exist implies that there can be other eyes if i am here well then i can imply that trey is 
an I. Or I could say I cannot prove anything except outside of this exists and therefore it doesn't matter. It doesn't do it matter if I do some Turing test. Like how do I not know that, that that's, imagine if you got a robot to pass the Turing test but it happened in your dream. Well then, what? It's that's not real. It didn't f actually fucking happen, right? It's yeah. so any. It's either it's one of two things, in my opinion. Yeah. Is there is there again? Because I don't want to say that that is certain. Because like we've just been saying, everything gets proven wrong. But it's either yeah. nothing can exist outside of this. That I do not have a podcast audience. There is no world outside. There is no political elections. There are no sports teams. It's all in my head. Mm. Or if I can exist, which I am sure of, because I. This isness, yeah. Then if it can happen once, why can't it happen somewhere else? Yeah, and it's, I, it, can it be broken down farther than that? Have we reached our our plank space, our plank length? Uh, like we can't. Like, I think that's about it. I think that's about just, it. The only trippy it? part for me is one: if the isness is human centric, like if that thing that Alan Watts is telling us to do. Why we assume that maybe animals can't do that because it feels like most people assume that animals can't do that. Yeah. And then the other one being that like what you're saying is the is me thinking you're real and you thinking I'm real. Is that just practical? Is it just make more sense if you're doing your isness and I'm doing my isness and you're telling me you're doing yours and I'm telling you that I'm doing mine? Is it just seem more likely? Like why do we assume that one makes more sense versus think, all the brain in the vat argument like think, is yeah, there actually there, a good reason to that that it just like I think jives with us better or is it like scientific you yeah, know what I, mean? I always think it's like to me i really think they're split right down the middle because whether or not i conclude that this is real or that i'm a brain in a vat regardless something i can conclude is that this experience is happening because even if i wasn't a brain in a vat and then i was woken up and shown the outside of my vat that could be an experience of a brain in a vat. So right. what, what matters is there is isness, and I cannot prove to anyone else that like this-ness is happening. There is I. Yeah. Some, something is going on. You can't vocalize it. So it's it doesn't matter whether it's a brain in a vat or I'm in a simulation or that this is ultimate reality. If I just am, only I can know that, and thus I have to assume I can't ever prove anything outside of this, and thus I am the only thing. Or if this isness has seemingly, I can't look back farther than my birth, so it, I am this like bubble of sentience that happened. Well, if one bubble forms, then why can't it happen somewhere? Like what Alan Watts says, he's like, I to me, he's like, I don't see that the universe dies and it goes away and into nothingness. If it happened once, it can happen again. Like why would it only happen once? He's like, that's much more rare. That you what mm. this thing only happens once, right. like it's rare right. to get you know your heads and the tails. You got a fifty-fifty chance, but like it will happen yeah. again. It's more much more rare. Off. Yeah, it's much more a rare that you will rare. never yeah. get. You'll get heads and then you'll never get it again. That is yep. wildly more uh, right unlikely. Probably, yep. Yeah. So yep. it's and then but then can it ever be? How could I ever? Because even if we were to merge minds with Elon Musk. I was Musk, about to say that. That's what I want. Elon Musk. Elon Musk uh, Neuralink. Yeah. If we merge minds and I can look into trays and here we are, there's no way of me knowing that that is not happening in my own dream. I think is, there'll is be a trip, still, though, when people start doing that. It'll be like convincing on a whole nother level. Just a whole like It's going to be trippy on a whole nother level where I'm convincing you because of the way I'm behaving and acting and moving. And but then when our brains touch, it's going to be like a fucking psychedelic of like – 
he is real. It like, is. You can know wow. it a little more. Yeah. You can know it a little more, right? It's going to be something outside of this reality. It's going to be going from third to fourth dimension. It's not just like, hey, look at me. My house is bigger. It's like, no, you're going from the Flatlanders to, hey, here is dimension. Yep. And it's like, what? Yeah. Or it's like if you could step outside of time and you see that time is just like a hill. Or is it what they say in Interstellar? Like, these beings could, like, past and future could just be the equivalent of, like, walking up a hill. It might not be... Yeah. That was then, and I can never go back and see my grandpa again. That just might be like, oh no, grandpa, here's grandpa. Yeah. Yep. Here's, yep. we think it's chair, it's, yeah, I think that's what it'd have to be. I remember Duncan Trussell said that on Rogan way back in like, I don't remember, it was one of my favorite clips, 2012 maybe, and he was like, that's what it's gonna be, is like the first two scientists in the lab are gonna be like, and you're gonna instantly, you're gonna know everything that he knows, you could, if I'm Trey, I'm going to know how to rap now. If you're, I don't know what I have. But if you're me, you're going to be like, oh, I instantly have memories of every single one of his podcasts. And I'm going to know all about your family. And you're, I'm going to know what it's like to be you and go to St. Yeah. John Newman. You're instantly going to know everything about OLA. And you're going to know my experiences of losing a brother. And I'm going to know yours of losing a father. And it's going to be just crazy. Like, And then they're going to come apart. And life is going to seem so bland. Yeah. You're going to go, I just what? experienced yeah. godness. But then yeah. you're going to get a third person in there, and that is going to be to two people what two people was to one. It's going to be higher. God. Well, then you're going to go, oh, shit, there's seven and a half billion of us. And then it's yeah. that's the event horizon of what is capable. It is beyond, I don't know. It's five o'clock, and I... Let's do it with that, bro, and let's right. have a podcast when that happens. Yeah. Let's do it, Brady. Yeah. Oh, dude, when Neuralink happens, you and I are plugging let's in. Let's sign up a, for it, right? Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. I'll let Elon drill a hole in my mind. I don't give a shit, man. Fuck it. Let's roll. But the, with how shit's going down, I, that's the least of my worries. Fuck it, Elon. Plug me in. Yeah. That's that's going to be the fucking podcast. And you're going to literally be able to do the Joe Rogan experience. <laughs> like, you're literally going to be, yeah, let me yeah. do the. Fuck, man. Trey, let's do another one, brother. Thank you for doing this one. Um, fuck yeah, bro. I hope I don't, uh, like, overstay uh, my welcome. I don't want to be. The, dude, I don't uh, give a shit. No, who, I. Who's I, the Rogan podcast? It's on it too much. You know, there's always the one guy who you like to see, and then there's the other guy you're like, this guy, Tom Papa. Yeah, Tom Papa. yeah. He's like, he's cool. No, I like him, Tom but like, he, like, nothing against him. But no, like, no, 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 no. I would say no. I'd say you're more my Duncan Trussell. Whenever I see okay. him, I'm like, great. You need to be here more. Like, no. There, there right, are. Okay. There, yeah, no. I have some guests that I'm like, I'm gonna have you on this frequently, and that's it. Cool, man. But yeah, no, it's. I still haven't found my Alex Jones yet. I don't know if I want to. But <laughs> Your special guest. For, yeah, freaking interdimensional vampires. They're coming for George you. <laughs> they're, they're coming. George Soros. It's a four-dimensional universe. It's Okay, so, um, yeah. No, no, dude. You are not. Absolutely not. I'm not, not even saying that because it's recording. It's a, You are more than welcome to come on whenever the fuck you want. Tra Major Third Hip Hop, your tune of song. Hey. FYB. Is it Fuck Your Bitch? Fuck You Bitch. And, um, fuck you, bitch. and Dear Dad. I like them both, man. I like Fuck You a Bitch a lot. That 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 that, that jives with me. That, for Thanks, sake bro. of privacy, I won't say her name, but I know, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about, dude. I felt it. Yeah. I felt it. I listened I got to trouble with some of that, too, as well. I posted something maybe that was too revealing. I had to take it down, but no, you don't. it's just all don't good, say, bro. Just don't say a name, man. Just don't say a yeah, name. Yeah, don't say a name. It's good. Yeah. You know, um, you know yeah, who man, you are. So you know who you are. It's just a song I'm playing. I like it, man. I like it. All right, brother. Take care. Godspeed. All right, man. I'll Peace. see you next time, bro. Of course. See you, buddy.